Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. Oh my gosh. Uh, comedy. Comedy. <laughs> So yes, so um, yeah, it's good to be here. I, you know, I've been planning this interview with you all week, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it feels. I like how you just make it feel off the cuff. Yeah, you, you were really... one of the guys that I was trying to get for this. <laughs> I appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah, this is a funny thing. Um, so those of you listening, um, so I'm here with a good friend of mine, um, comedian Jason Salmon, funny guy. Uh, Comedian, actor, been in some cool commercials, cool stuff. Actor, Orange is the New Black, Napa commercial. He's all over the place. Anyway, <laughs> that doesn't really matter. Because what's really funny is that today, <clears throat> we texted. he texted me if I wanted to go see something yesterday or something about Hostels, which is a movie we both wanted to see about yes. Native Americans and yeah, cowboys. And it's right up our alley. Absolutely. There's and a mustache in it, I think. Is, of course. Yeah. There's lots of mustaches. Um the wax kind, the good ones. Oh, yeah, the real Do you ever do ones. the wax? I never did, no. Never? Mm-mm. You should try that just for a little while, see what happens. I feel like that's too much manscaping. Yeah, but, I mean, you could ride a unicycle. I know, I well, that's the problem. Look. Dude, wax, I've seen that jacket Waxing you used to be a, yeah, that's true, <laughs> that jacket. It's a multicolored jacket. It is a multicolored. You're on your way to waxing, I don't know why you're judging that. It's a wool-based quilt jacket. It looks like a pioneer jacket. Yes. It looks like a, a jacket that some pioneer woman made for her husband, and he's like, I will yes. wear this in the town once. Or a Native American woman. Yes, exactly. It looks more like that. Yeah, actually. if I walked into a western town with that on, I was clearly dating a Native American. I clearly wed yeah. a native american woman you cool with that biracial yeah state? absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah so anyway in fact, in fact i'm all for that <laughs> that's what i heard um <laughs> so yes so we're here doing this um accidental podcast because he he said hostels i thought that was the name of his podcast he'd been trying to get me on his podcast yes and so i uh just said yeah hostels at 440 we'll meet at the strip and i'll be there and then it ended up being that he thought because I said something about a podcast, and then he, because I have to record one later, he thought I was having him do my podcast. <laughs> so who's on first? Anyway, we both yeah. get here, and we're like, what's what's happening? And uh, Yeah, we're I, both waiting for the other one to take the lead. Yeah, so this is, this is the title of this is The Accidental Podcast <laughs> between two Texans that uh, don't know how actually to don't drink or do drugs, but right. somehow have this brain of someone who does. Yeah, we have nothing to blame this on but stupidity, really, and stupidity. lack of communication. No stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Well, Just, I'll take the stupidity. I'll take stupidity for thinking that your your 
Your show is called Hostel. <laughs> you did. You changed directions first on me. I got a lot going on, man. <laughs> I my, get it. My Look. brain's coming, going left and right. That's man. all. It's I'm like saying. Grand Central Station up there. I got it. mine is mine is like a deserted uh, train station oh, you don't in have a small in there? town. You don't think about stuff. No, just tumbleweeds blowing through, and is I get distracted like a small animal. Do you? Do you ever yeah. tried like uh, that uh, Adderall stuff? No, no, I don't want anything. I I like. I need it, but I don't do it. Yeah, I probably would would fare better as far as productivity. I would definitely organize more. Uh, my, my but I like fun. chaos and peace. Um, and if I can, and which sound like the opposite things, but in my so brain, you're happy with this election? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think America deserves how it went. Uh, we do, we do. People are idiots. But you, yeah, I can't stay focused for anything. Like, I feel like it's, I've always thought it'd make me a better comic, a better writer, like if I just could zero in. Oh, yeah, me too. But I can't. I know, and a lot of comics are on Adderall. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. I'm, I look, I I get why you do it. It's a performance-enhancing drug You ever comedy. tried? Have you ever tried anything before and do comedy with? I have never, I've never even been drunk. Wow. Not one time in my life. Yeah, you started, you never started comedy drugs. like at a, a good place in your life. I did. You were like yeah. centered. Like none of us started more. We I were started centered. it. Be- I know it, right? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I knew who I yeah. was. Oh, yeah. I had all this stuff going. <laughs> uh, I started comedy because I was like, you know what? I've done all these performance things. I've done stage performances. I've been mm-hmm. on TV. I've done this stuff and that stuff. Yeah. I feel like in order to be a full performer, I need to experience what it's like to be on a stage just saying stuff that I wrote. Yeah, you're like Screech. Like you started after you after I done. Yeah, except <laughs> except without the success. I mean, like I've well, had success, yeah. but not Screech success. It's weird. I'm sure he made money, but it still doesn't feel successful because it's Screech. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, of that's his afterlife. Because you can always tell when somebody didn't invest properly. Oh yeah. By how they conduct themselves, like in the media, post celebrity, yeah, yeah. yeah, somebody doesn't. It's not like Sammy Hagar, like he doesn't own a tequila factory. You know what I mean? Like when you're like stabbing a guy in a bar, yeah, like Like, probably didn't make investments. You should have. I'll see him on the road at some point, and it'll be it'll be one of those things where I look at him and go, "That's sad," and that's not how you want to look at someone. Well, I did a TV show with him, and we were um, we were all performing on it, the Showtime thing, and it was like. uh, it was funny. It was White Boys in the Hood, and he came out, and the audience went bananas. Yeah, and uh, black people love Stay by the Bell, just like do they really? Yeah, That's just hilarious. like just like white kids love Good Times and the oh, Jeffersons. It's funny. Like it's funny how it yeah. switches like that. <laughs> I've had these conversations, and it's like because I love that. You know uh, what's happening? All those black shows I love. Apparently, it's the same on the other side. So, um, but he came out, and they went crazy and then about then he started doing his act and that did not go as well as he probably <laughs> would have liked because uh we started making fun of retarded people and stuff and it's yeah. like and things like you start going at people like that and it's like you're on tv dude yeah you know what i mean like i'm making fun of like races and stuff but it's you know but it still feels like more of a venue for it but anyway they turned right. on him they turned him they cut him from the whole show really he made the dvd uh like extras extras <laughs> that's right. and, it, and was, it was just his intro <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty great much. that makes sense that's all i'm it was, thinking about this from much. a production standpoint yeah. i'm like well we definitely yeah. want them going crazy yeah yeah, uh, but exactly. we don't want anything no, that comes after that. That pretty much is what they did. They did just <laughs> show like It's rough when your biggest yeah. your biggest line is <laughs> the line that somebody says introing you. <laughs> your biggest yeah. line is is the host going, 
You may know him from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Boom. That's your biggest line of your whole <laughs> set. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, like we're the opposite. Like, you know, it's, yeah, like, they're right. not, it's like, like they're just like, oh, who's this guy? I Look at this it. guy. I, know. I love it because, uh, you know, people book us sometimes back to back or in the city. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, you know me, I'm the bitch. Yeah. I was like, two Texans, come on. <laughs> we have four jokes that have well, the same I, words I in I them. Promise, <laughs> I promised you, I remember I promised you a couple years years ago or three years ago i'm like i promise if we're on the same show i will do no texas material i'll do no, no you have every right to do it i no, just no, think I it's just... more about the the people putting the show together yeah i don't think they're thinking it through yeah because because i put you on my shows but i don't put you on the same shows i'm on yeah. i just i put you on shows i'm not on i think it just makes more sense it's not it's you, just more of redundancy. Do you think that most bookers do like uh like try to put together an entire show or they're just like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this woman, this woman, this woman, this woman? Uh, well, the fact that First of all, me saying four women in a row is automatically not booker. That's not what most bookers do. Well, the thing is I don't, you know, I don't see myself as that anyway. I don't even like the B word. You know, I feel like I'm a comic that yeah. knows comedy so i know how to put a show together right so I, I feel like it's one of those things where yeah i like if i lose a woman that that was like on a show i will try to get another girl like right. i'm not gonna try to like you know I'm, I'm very specific about what i feel a good show should be mm -hmm. but uh yeah like you know nobody cares really yeah about you know diversity really some clubs do they're starting to but something then they go overboard it's like it shouldn't be a show of all of anything Right. It shouldn't be all white guys. It sh definitely should be all, all women. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My female comic fiance will kill me. She but, will kill you. That's why. But <laughs> but you know what I mean. I don't. There shouldn't be all of anything. Spice it yeah. up. You know. Yeah. I feel as long as it's all funny. I think that's the one thing that it doesn't have to be all funny. Just be really like, not all funny because we don't all start out funny. Okay. All right. So you're saying. So you have some young guns yeah, that are getting okay. their shit together. All right. Because that's that's New York comedy. I'm now. sort of doing a I'm sort of doing a, a an all star sort of thought process in my head. I'm saying, oh, of course you want all the funniest guys. Yeah. But you're right. I get Funny what you're subjective. saying. I, mean, I get what you're saying is because you also need new blood. Yeah. And new blood is sometimes finding its voice. Look, I'm glad you gave me opportunities <laughs> as new blood because yeah, everybody deserves it. If you feel like you know this is really what you want to do, I remember seeing you know. I, Jordan Rock uh -huh. is a prime example of somebody that took a little time yeah. to find, to his, find his crushing, yeah. like, you know, thing. Like, he didn't really crush the crowds. Right. And uh, he um, kind of did it the right way. Never gave up. Just right. kept kind of going. Yeah. And then started getting some credits and uh -huh. TV roles and things. And those always... You know, and his well, his last name doesn't hurt either. No, but yeah, uh, I mean, it certainly doesn't. Yeah, I thought about changing my name to but Dustin Foxworthy. <laughs> see, see, with the mustache, I feel like I could have yeah, gone the Foxworthy route. I'll be Dustin White, and you yeah, can be there. You go, <laughs> or Dustin uh, Guy, the cable guy, just guy, <laughs> yeah, Dustin okay. Guy. You wouldn't say cable guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his whole name. Uh, I think that's his middle name, Cable. Cable? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, yeah, he was named after his grandfather, Cable, right? <laughs> yeah. Tom Cable? I, yeah. He does in the lawnmower man or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't think people think enough about that, you know. But, yeah, I guarantee. But you know. at the same time, you know, funny is funny mm -hmm. for most people. But I think in this day and age, I feel people want to be represented yeah. in a comedy club. Yeah. And I, the reason that I like to diverse everything is because then nobody can fucking complain about it. Right. 
Because there's it's like, something yeah. for everybody. But you know, but a lot of times we play some of the same clubs, and some of these clubs, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, it's like you know. Not only is it four white guys, it's four old white guys. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like at least, you know, throw in yeah. a young white guy. Well, and then, but I'll go to I'll go to shows that are not, you know, your standard club shows or to some clubs occasionally. And it's, it's for people who are so young and, and I'm, and you're saying you need one person to sort of please the audience. Sure. Like, like there's a lot of people who, who would play really well to a Brooklyn crowd or a really comedy savvy crowd. Yeah. But if you have normal human audience members who don't watch comedy constantly and don't How do you do in uh, alternative rooms? I do all right. I have a, I have a weird tweak of alternative stuff i've when i i had to audition for montreal a couple years ago and my first show was at stand up new york okay and my second show my callback show was at the creek okay and i did stand up new york and it was a stand up new york a club crowd uh so i did that did really well got my call back it's at the creek and i thought to myself i said i'm gonna have to tweak this just a little yeah I'm just gonna have to shift this joke around and shift this joke around. I did two abstract jokes uh, that I peppered into the set, and it did well there. But you have to convince them that you're thoughtful. Like they don't yeah. like they don't like just pure comedy. If you have something that's yeah. just straight funny, they're like, "Well, you didn't make me think." I also feel if you bomb, you'll probably get Montreal. You know what? I will tell you this. I will tell you that crushing does no, not get you no. Montreal. Dude, I've been crushing those shits right for now. years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but and that's, you know, because I think with Montreal, and so we don't get ourselves in too much trouble, but I think with that stuff, they are looking for a certain type. You know? Well, yeah, Abo I mean, I'm auditioning above for new your faces comedy. with an old face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to look at it yeah. like that. You yeah. know, the odds are against me. Yeah, well, so it's a new face to comedy. Right. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, what that, it's supposed that, to that's be. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but but uh, you know, I do know that. I do know that my goal is not necessarily gonna be achieved. You know, as a writer or as a comic, in my own thing, unless I create it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the best odds for me is is writing for a show that's run by somebody who's new and fresh, and you know, they want a little balance to that perspective. Well, you know. Maybe maybe a commercial could do a spinoff. Remember when they did those cavemen? I would things? look. I would love to. I would love to. Remember those cavemen they, on that Geico <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah. and then they became. You know, one of those off. in the show was Nick Kroll. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. He was one of the cavemen in the show. In not the show. in not in the. Uh, oh, okay. He wasn't one of the original. Well, those in guys the were great. The bowling and yeah. all that stuff. But weirdly enough, I don't know if all of those guys are even, or even some of those guys were in the actual show when they made it. Oh, they just got the rights. They just then, got the rights and then yeah. dressed up. I mean, they're in heavy makeup, so like I think they probably said, "Yeah, we can." Get yeah, they can use anybody. Yeah, <laughs> so they're gonna be like, "That's not the original guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That show didn't make it. I wonder but if not that's because the, the first kid. time that's ever happened, though. Like that's like a commercial into a TV show. I'm trying to think if I've ever. I don't think I've ever heard of anything. Right. That's got to be the only like, one. The iconic commercials. First of all, you'd have to take. No, I take it back. Um. Well, not necessarily. I think he might have been on a TV show, but Enos was a oh yeah 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 commercial what, uh, character. What's his name? He's the uh, original layer of the cable Vern. guy. Vern. Yeah, he's the original right. layer hey, of the Vern. cable guy. Yeah. Hey Vern. Yeah. Hi Vern. Yeah. What you got? Ernest Vern? goes to school. Ernest Vern. goes. To camp. Oh, he had a great movie career. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and those were Brahms commercials originally. Yes. 
Brahms ice cream and dairy. Yeah, you worked there, right? That was my first job first ever. First job, nice. My fir- well, my first job that had a tax form. Yeah, I it got was. I cleaned up a lot of messes for people for money and mowed a lot of lawns. Did you that. serve a famous Dallas Cowboy? There? I did. I served. <laughs> <laughs> We talk sometimes, oh, guys. Oh, look at you. We talk. We, we do lunch look at about you, once a week. Look at you showcasing your memory of a conversation. Yeah, I don't have a memory Whose of, brain's of the name of your now. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, I think I hostels. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, yeah, Danny White. Danny White uh, served Danny White some ice cream, and he picked the uh, hardest ice cream to serve. Danny skip. White was the uh, predecessor Most, to Roger Staubach of the Dallas Cowboys. He was the... Uh, follow it. He followed right. Follow it. Predecessor yeah. would be before. Before, yeah. Okay, that's he right. Was the, uh, yeah. See, that's why you're here. He was the punter <laughs> during Staubach's career. Oh, he was the punter. Yes. Yeah, and then he uh, took over as quarterback. And a lot of people forget this, but the next three years after so he Staubach didn't... left, he went to the national. I know. You... And the NFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah, but I just remember living in Dallas, and they just hated him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because he did Super Bowls. No Super Bowls. We don't give yeah. a shit. I mean, after Staubach, who was the most American quarterback, maybe. And that's crazy. how jaded you are. Because I'm jaded, too, as a Steelers fan. Is like, you know, after a while, it's like you start to think that, like, you know, conference championships mean something. Yeah. You really do. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, like right now, I would yeah. give my right leg to have the Cowboys in the conference championship because yeah. I don't know. It's tougher, man. There. Trust me, from a Steeler fan, it's like I think it's tougher. I mean, you guys had your reign, but we, you know, we've had a rough go for a while of just getting close. It's yeah. tough. And this the weekend is the Super Bowl. I don't know. Probably will have passed by the time this airs, but uh, I think it's yeah, it's tough when you t- have to pretend like your team. You know, like you still love football. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's kind of a. I, I hate my team. I Do hate, you? I don't hate my team. I hate, I love the Cowboys as an entity. Mm-hmm. I hate Jerry Jones. Yeah. I think we are America's team, but mostly because America is a bundle of chaos right now. Yeah. And so are the Cowboys. Sure. Plus, Jerry Jones gets elected into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. As one of the worst owners in sports history to me. I feel you talk about this a lot. I do. <laughs> but this happened at the same year that Trump, that Trump, a man who was being sued by fraud and had bankrupted four times and refused to release his tax returns but was running on his business cred- credentials, yeah. uh-huh. gets elected into the presidency the same year that Jerry Jones, who fired a coach after he won two consecutive Super Bowls and, yeah, yeah gets into the Hall of Fame. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think America's gone crazy. <laughs> and so, and America's team represents that better than any other team. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. You're a Cowboys fan, and a lot of yeah. people hate both of our teams. Absolutely. And so, and second pe- best thing to be. A lot of people of. love them, and a lot of people hate them. But whatever. Just uh, you know, kind of like comedy, I guess. A lot of people hate like like a Russell Peters type because mm-hmm. he's so broad and successful. Right. You know? Sometimes people get weird with like successful people in comedy. You know, we were. You know, talking about Screech and all that stuff. I feel like, uh, I don't know, that's got to be a weird thing, though, to kind of like, because I didn't know nothing about showbiz before I got into this thing. Oh, it really? It was just like, and that's the thing, is you had a little bit of a, you know, pedigree of, you know, work and doing, you know, auditions and things and getting stuff. And I remember, like, 
maybe six months into comedy, I'm reading across from Rhea Perlman in a CBS pilot. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, her her follow-up to Cheers. Yeah. And about her going back to college and all this stuff. And it was like, I was supposed to be her sidekick, and I was just <laughs> terrified. <laughs> yeah, they saw me at a Stam New York showcase and a bunch of comics and stuff, and they liked what I was doing, and I was a little more charactery and a little more grungy looking, kind of mm-hmm. like you know Eddie Vedder thing or something going on. <laughs> Looked like a college kid, and uh, it was uh, you know I just didn't know what I was doing. I had yeah. no re- you know it was I didn't not one acting class. Most people don't. Yeah, not one you know nobody to guide me through. I was just showed yeah. up and walked into the CBS offices and like I'm like you're from Cheers, you know, right. like and I wasn't even like that. I wasn't even like able to be excited. I was just nervous right. and fucking just. They said it was too nasally because I was like just trying to do a character and I think I was trying to do Todd Berry. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. It was the most awful experience of my life. Well, but, that's weird. I yeah. basically went backwards because most people do stand up and then mm-hmm. they'll do like improv and sketch and acting and but i did acting yeah. and my first thing i did was stage acting yeah so i was in theater yeah. and then and then i did uh sketch and and i did uh on screen acting i did commercials i did yeah. and then i did improv and then no i think that's that's a good prep because i oh, remember one time we were all outside new york comedy club back in the day and a bunch of comics and david tell was out there and, uh, you know, he's known and still is known as just this essential, like, stand-up comedian. Yeah. And that's one of the best. And we're all, and somebody had asked him, what advice do you have? And he just looked at everybody and he goes, acting school. Yeah. <laughs> he's like. You know what? I think that's 100% <laughs> yeah. true. It was like, you know, because, you know, in his mind, it's like, you know, Ray Romano and, like, guys like that right. were getting these sitcoms and stuff. And it's like, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, stand-up can kind of run its course sometimes. It's tough. I mean, you know. it's making it as a stand-up in this day and age when people like Screech, who may not have yeah. the chops comedically, but have the name. Yeah. But you're talking about not just Screech, who was on a TV show, but you're talking about people who are YouTube famous, yeah. people who are Instagram famous, people sure. who are famous for having pictures on social media are more likely to get booked as a headliner than many killer comics. I think that's fair. I think it's a fair statement. <laughs> I don't think they sell tickets. Thing. That's the thing. No, it's, I get that. Yeah. I get it from no, a business terrible, perspective. Yeah. No, if you're, you. yeah, if your business is personal appearance, then that that's 100% a hundred percent. There's right. a black dude that uh, has a cowboy hat, and he's like huge on Instagram. Is he really? And he's just like this black cowboy dude, and he's like selling out Carolines and stuff. And is he really? like, I mean, <laughs> you're just like oh, this freaking guy. But uh, but yeah, I think it's but but even if like let's say Brian Regan is probably arguably the best stand up of performing and doing stand up right. comedy that's currently grabbing a mic right now. I okay. think okay, I think he's far as performing and killing a crowd. Uh-huh. Seinfeld does really well, but I don't think he crushes like Brian Regan. Yeah, I mean Brian Regan's a beast. I, yeah. Whether whether you love his style, yeah. whether you hate his style, you can't deny that the guy just kills but apparently can't act (laughs) i've never seen him try to act but i look at him no he's had i mean a thousand opportunities yeah they've really tried and just can't you know and there's some people that are smart enough to know like bill maher yeah and jay leno they Uh all try to do the sitcom route right they all try to be like comedy movie stars yeah and it just it's not in them both of them were smart enough to like let's be interviewer people yeah or people with opinions as opposed to you know 
That's funny. And the problem is now it's such a visual medium and people only connect that person to that stuff. Yeah. Because used to be Carl Reiner, who was a phenomenal writer, he wrote a story about his life Mm. and people were like, that's great, but you're, it's not good. You're bad in it. Yeah. And you know, they picked it. It became the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm. And so Carl Reiner wrote the Dick Van Dyke show about his own life. Interesting. And Dick Van Dyke became famous playing Carl Reiner in the Dick Van Dyke show. Wow. I got to get on that money. I need to get, I need to hook up with (laughs) Brian Regan. I need to hook up with Brian Regan (laughs) and say, look, let me be you. <laughs> Let me be your Dick Van Dyke. I really got to phrase that properly because I can come out really weird if I if I bl- slur any of those words. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's yeah, it's a tough thing. I remember like Chappelle had like nine like pilots that like Did crashed really? and burned. Yeah, and uh, he tried to do a, a pilot with um, Jim Brewer called Buddies. They tried to do the whole you know black and white young guys hanging yeah, out and right. making their videographers or something. <laughs> it was just like, it was just bad. It just sounds like it was. He's best. another one that's like, you know, you kind of want to just see him do stand up. I mean, he's silly. Yeah. And like, he can pull it off. Like, he was funny in a couple of movies and stuff, Chappelle. Have you seen any of his specials at all? You know what? I only saw the first part of one of his specials and I was watching it with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is, is that I'm rarely where I can just watch something all by myself. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm on the road. Um, in which case, a lot of times I'm catching up on stuff. But yeah. uh, I haven't seen a special because we watched about 10 minutes of it. And, and I said, what do you think? And she said, uh, she said, I think it's interesting. I just don't think it's that funny. Yeah. And I said, I get that. And so I was like, I'm not going to you know, make you watch this. It's kind of like watching 10 minutes of Star Wars and be like, ah, I guess it's good. No, like, right. Well, that's the diffi- <laughs> the difficulty it's just, it's is- It's just not is very that, interesting. Like, you have to watch the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. Thing. Yeah. But I know yeah. that she also- She's a little racist, too. <laughs> yeah, she, ha- she, she hates black people. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. <laughs> she does not hate black people. She's, she's a shaved she head, does. like I'm telling you guys. <laughs> yeah. You should know about She's Italian. She's almost a black person. Oh, uh, racist. Yeah. She says that plan a lot. That's all we know. <laughs> she does. She really hopes. Because she- eats it because she's vegetarian she refers to her black friends and they're not even black <laughs> that's how racist she is um <laughs> no but she, i actually what's funny is i call her racist every time she remotely one time teddy smith uh she's like well, you can be she racist called, towards teddy well i know it's fair he's one of, he's everybody's wild card um <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> but uh she, teddy smith i was meeting him for lunch and uh she said, oh, are you meeting Reggie today? And I just looked at her. I said, could you have picked a blacker name to assign <laughs> to him? I'm like. <laughs> he does kind of look like a Reggie. So, he should be a Reggie. And so Teddy refused to be called anything by Reggie. For, by Reggie her. <laughs> I know, right? That's a great, that is a great name. I can but, never uh, tell how old you are, but I, th- I assume you're close to my age. But uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, <laughs> the Reggie, or the candy he had, the Reggie, Reggie candy? Candy bar? Is it, well, it wasn't a candy bar. It was round. Was it? Oh, I don't know. It was a Reggie. It was a candy bar. It was like a. Was it good? Like, it's okay. It was. I remember. I don't know. I think it was. You know, that was a long fucking time ago. He's a famous dude. They yeah. just. They're just like, we're gonna make a thing and put your name on it. You're not gonna have anything. <laughs> You're not gonna have any input into it. <laughs> Probably not. Like but, now, if somebody did that, they'd be like, "Oh, you're an entrepreneur for putting your name on that candy." Well, Fifty Cent has shit. Well, he has like energy drinks and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Shaq has that stuff. Really, it's really bad. That's hilarious. 
Um, 50 Cent is the closest I've gotten to write on one of those shows. I actually really? got contacted by his show because of a sketch that I submitted in my packet. Nice. That they wanted to do. And uh, I said, I said, you can do it, but I want to be in it. Okay. And uh, uh, they said, well, no, we're out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, jeez. I was like, I, I expected to be the negotiation here. And they're like, no, nope, if that's what's happening, no. Nope. I'm like, okay, oh, wow. crack up. I'm like, come on. This is the one thing that I excel in is acting, and I can act all of these parts. Did you negotiate that by yourself? No, I had my you had uh, somebody do it? negotiate it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they make so, bad decisions. I'm not. I look, think their wording sometimes is never as good as yeah. you want. It's nice to have somebody do your work. I wish I would have. I honestly, in retrospect, wish I had just said that over the phone. Yeah. And gone back and, you know, because I could have then ironed it out if they had said, we don't want to do that. I would have said, okay, then let's negotiate the price. Yeah. Boom, let's do it. <laughs> I would have writing I credit. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As long as I get a writing credit and as long as you're paying me for it, I, I'm, I'll negotiate. I yeah. want to be in it. It would be better if I was in it, but yeah. you get to make that call. And I think I could sell myself as being in it too, because well, I wrote it, so I know exactly what. <laughs> Anyways, do you think they used it anyway? I don't know. I am. I sometimes I'm curious about that, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna check that out at some point, and then I never think to check it out. Yeah, I remember Lisa Lampanelli um, offered me a thousand dollars for a joke, and um, man, I was broke as shit too. Yeah, and I was just like, eh. no go. Huh? <laughs> I was like, eh. I was just like, eh. I mean, a thousand dollars to a broke comic. I mean, that's yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And I said no. I was like, you. you know, I just, I couldn't. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just knew it was one of my more kind of controversial jokes, and yeah. I ended up doing it on white boys and stuff. And so okay. it was like, you know, it paid off that I kept. Yeah, you know, I didn't give it away, and it's, and then she kind of, you know, did not. The joke, but she tackled it with her approach, yeah. which is a you know, which is whatever. It's fine. It's like that's the thing with comedy. Sometimes it's like you gotta, you know, give people a little bit of credit for right. like, okay, well, you know, they took but, the subject matter and but, put their yeah. spin on it a little bit. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. but uh, but I think she's you know she's definitely. I don't think she meant to like do that, but at the same time, she loved what I was doing with it. So, but I think. Uh, I mean, that's the thing that happens a lot. Do you find yourself, you know, you know, with other comedians, like just kind of like treading on your stuff sometimes? How do you approach you know that what? when you see it? I have a weird, I have a weird style that that I I describe as the best advice you've ever gotten from the stupidest guy you know. Like okay. that, that's how I would describe my style. It's just sort of this. Well, it's it's Bergazzi would say that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I think I, yeah. weirdly enough, I think Bergazzi <laughs> is is like this guy's an idiot, but he might be right. Like, like mine's a little yeah. more like philosophical. Here's his. his well, I know him both. I know you both yeah. very well, and you're way smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's funny is I, I love Nate. You were like an like, engineer, dude. Come I on. love Nate, but I feel like as I watch his comedy, yeah. I'm watching him sort of try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like I know it but i'm sort of going <laughs> still i don't understand why people react like so it's a little bit of a weird mine's a little more of a character i think uh than than his is more like who he is like it's sort of his his actual straight up voice really yeah i don't think you're a character i think i like if you listen to me do stand up i lean into my accent a lot do you? yeah 
I I would have no accent at all if it weren't for stand up comedy. Because I started leaning into that accent. Weirdly enough, uh, you talked to me one time, and you're like, dude, you're an actor. (laughs) Use that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because I was sort of trying to find my voice because I didn't know if I wanted to go real sarcastic, real character-y, you know? Uh, But you're like, just do that. And so I do a lot of the, like, what you know, like facial expressions and... Well, and, facial expressions and things. I mean, that's you know, hamming it up for the audience. But I also, is, I, also I still, I still see you. It's you. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's you're me. Not it's like a, it's Kevin hyper- Downey Jr. No, or, no, no, no. You know, no. it's, it's not, not. It's definitely not character. And that, when I talk to you about it, you're like, no, just, just act. But yeah. my acting is grounded in reality. Yeah. And my act is grounded. Act in outs, reality. you know, and, and big I, and yeah, bigger. I don't, I don't do anything huge, but like I just do a hyperbolic version of myself. Well, you're not. Yeah, you're probably. Probably, and I say I'm this smarter than you would think. I'm saying this for all of us. We're not as likable as we think we are. Yeah, right, so sometimes right. you got to manhandle the crowd through yeah. the performance. And I manhandle <laughs> them in a way that seems like I'm like Bergazzi's really likable. So yeah. he doesn't have to have a ton of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to have more energy. A little I bit. Yeah, I'm not nearly as likable. No, as we're not. No. Uh, but yeah, no. It's it's an interesting thing. But it's that's sort of that's sort of how my. Uh, my angle on things. I forgot what the original question was. <laughs> nah, just people like lifting and stuff. And oh, like, you know what? But I, I did have a dude uh, stole. I don't know if he stole the joke. <laughs> I know. Here's the thing. I did it at open mic. Oh. At open mics, multiple yeah. open mics that I know he was at. I know he heard it, and then I heard him do in a showcase set for something the mm. exact joke. Wow. Uh and it, but the thing was, it was one of those jokes that I wrote, and it wasn't really my style of joke. And get, so I wasn't ever going to use it anyway. You didn't get texted on him, whip his ass. Nah, <laughs> no. I was. It was one of those things I'd where love I'm to like, see you get angry. It was one of those things. Like he got some big stuff. Like he got some Comedy Central stuff. Wow. He got some, and he, I'm sure that he he didn't realize. Ugh. He probably thought they he all, thought of it. They all realize. I don't know. Anyway, but the thing was, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> We're not that saying I, his name. Huh? We're not saying his name. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I should vilify him. But my, yeah. at my at the same time, I was like, I'm not going to use that joke anyway. I didn't think it was that great of a joke. Yeah. You know, I thought it was okay joke. It's funny, do but it was you know. Don't do that. Yeah. It's, it's still something that came through your art and through yeah. your mind and yeah. your passion. So it was th- something don't do I was that. a little ashamed of. Wait till we of. do. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Like, it was something like, like, well, okay. Yeah, that's that somebody, victim. That's that victim mentality. Yeah, it's oh, sort of like I deserved a, it. I deserved it. it. It's sort of like I yeah. gave that child up for adoption <laughs> yeah. and I'm watching somebody raise yeah. it and I'm yeah. like, well, okay, you make it a function. It's like I was adult. wearing a tube top. Like that's, yeah, yeah it's, you can't think like that, man. You can't. Wow. Okay. I just went adoption. You didn't have to go straight rape on me. <laughs> well, you know, that's the kids talk about these days. Yeah, but I haven't, uh, yeah, I have such a weird style relative because I play dumb and try to write smart, and, okay. I, and I feel like there's not a bunch of that out there, and, yeah. and you know, Southern has its niche, especially sure. in New York City, so I feel no, like- No, I agree. I feel like it's hard for somebody to steal my job. Well, it's funny you're talking about the accent, because um, I- was about to sign with these people and uh they had a bunch of kind of high-end clients recently no i mean last year and you know and you're from texas so you know a lot of people talk like me yeah this is how we yeah, talk yeah, yeah. we're Absolutely. not we're not all hey everybody like yeah. we you know 
and he tried to ham tried to make me ham it up. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm wearing a cowboy hat. It's like, you know, I got the Leonard Skinner, Johnny Cash shirt. It's like I got yeah. the boots. I go, I'm kinda, you know, kid rocky kinda like it's it's just it's just me. It's not you know, I've been this way since high school. Yeah. Like it's just I'm just a different breed. Yeah. I'm not but but if you go to Austin, they all look like me. Right. And they all sound like me. Right. Like that's you know, I'm just this is just what it is, or Denton or any Fort Worth. Right. Like it's a it's a it's a kind of city Texas thing. Right. You know, like we're you know, wherever the record store yeah, is, you're yeah. gonna see a guy like me. You don't have to be <laughs> sitting on a front porch whittling yeah. in order to be Texan. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're <laughs> you know, we, we've been you know, so I feel like sometimes People feel that there's only one type of Southern comedy that's going to hit because yeah. they see what happened with the blue collar and they see what happened with you know Larry the Cable Guy and all that stuff we're talking about. Yeah, but I also I've always felt even to this day as we speak there mm-hmm. still hasn't been you know the right group of comics. Mm-hmm. Maybe you and I will get our shit together and figure it out. Yeah, but I feel like that you know speaks to people that that I came up with, you know, my friends and people that, that, you know, that are Southern, but we also read, you know, or we also like jazz or, you know, or like something that's not traditional Dallas, Texas stuff. Well, yeah. Some of the smartest people I know are Southerners and it's, it does it, but it sounds stupid. I get it. I get that people hear that accent and think, Oh, that's stupid. You know, but um, but that's just that's a stereotype. I think there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of geography well, isms. I'm I'm gonna. I wish I had his name. I should probably Google. But um, the guy that uh, he did the um, the uh, Habu from the Simpsons documentary. Oh, uh, Harry Kondabala, Kondabala. Close enough. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that's, and um, I'm not perpetuating any southern southern stereotypes with with my pronunciation <laughs> of an in. No, but it's like, you know, he had his, you know, reasonings for not liking that stereotypical right. character on The Simpsons. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, that's how Indian people talk, or that's a lot of them do own right. 7-Elevens, and, you know, whatever. It's easy to say that shit. And same with Texans. I mean... I mean, yeah. How about Cletus, the one-eyed yokel? Are you <laughs> out there complaining about that guy from The Simpsons? No. And you know what? I have an uncle named Cletus, one that's one-eyed, and they're all yokels. Exactly. <laughs> I'm making mean, fun of my family. Nobody cares yeah, about rednecks. And even the word redneck is yeah. racist if you want to get into it. It is. Or I white mean, trash, or they sell, I mean, shirts. Well, they and- buy in. The other thing is they embrace it. There's a weird... There's a weird part of some it because do. some of them yeah. say I'm red, white, and blue, redneck, white trash, and blue blood or blue collar, blue collar. That's what it is. Blue yeah. blood. Blue blood is like rich, <laughs> isn't it? Never mind. Also, we're stupid sometimes. <laughs> we're not even supposed to be having this conversation right now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we're supposed to be at hostels we're watching only a movie here because. We- <laughs> Because we came here instead of the AMC. But it's actually pretty great. We actually got to do something creative <laughs> instead know, of sitting on our ass and watching somebody else be creative. So it actually got to work out. The really universe yeah. wanted us to do this. It's coming well, too. It's like okay. just work. Just work. <laughs> no, but, you know, but my brother's like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's plenty of people. My entire family is like that, where they're just rednecky and talk like that. But, you know, it's like I feel, um, well, being, you know, part Native American, my grandfather, I mean, my, and I'm not just one of these white people that's like, hey, you know, I'm Native American. I smoked American spirit today. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I have real amount of blood. I'm on a roll card. I could live on the reservations. I could really? get free health care. Like, nice. yeah, I'm, I have, 
you know, I have a card. That's the thing. That's what's sketchy too. You're you like, have a card? Uh, yeah, it's like a roll card. That's weird. It, it is well. That's what's weird too is people don't realize to claim yourself Native American, you have to be registered by really? the government, which is also which is like creepy. still feels like they're keeping tabs. Yeah, it's they're going to round us up eventually. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, and then the Cleveland Indians just oh, something happening. The Cleveland Indians. Yeah, <laughs> Cleveland okay. Indians just got you know got rid of their, rid of their mascot. mascot, and uh, you know I feel like for years, and that was not a big deal. I mean, and technically they got to get rid of the name if they really want to clear it. Well, here's you know? the here's the thing with that. Did you know that they got rid of their mascot, but they're still holding on to the rights, the trademark rights, because if they give it up, then other people can use it. Mm. So basically, they got rid of it, except in that they want to keep the rights to make money off of it, which is sort of basically how the Native Americans themselves got treated. It's like, look, you get to stay here, but just in a certain capacity. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, well, we're trying to be historically accurate with getting rid of this logo. <laughs> Good for you guys, or bad. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, you know, I used, crazy. I used to do whole jokes about all this stuff, but I feel like, yeah, but nobody cares about certain people, and then certain people get momentum, you know, yeah. people behind them and stuff, but... uh yeah, I don't know. Where we went off on that stuff, but uh, I think white just guilt. was it white guilt? Yeah, it was. Yeah, you kept seeing my face, and you're like, "Oh, he needs to feel some of this." I get it. My people are terrible. You know, we're all you know. I'm, I'm white enough that I fucking hate myself too. So don't worry about it. Um, yeah, but I think comedy. You know what's funny about comedy? Comedy is one of those things where it's like you know, like it's hard to be you know truly. I mean, if you're a racist and a comic, something's really fucking wrong with you. Because I understand kind of being racist if you live in the middle of nowhere. If you know nothing, yeah, you just know nothing. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's it. It's definitely not accepted in any means. But you know, you're just you grow up. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense because you see something that's different than everything you've seen, and you think, I don't think that's right. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah, Yeah, you you don't know any better. Animal instinct. Sure. Yeah, but in stand up, it's like you're waiting in the wings with a with a gay guy. You're yeah. waiting in the wings with a black dude. You're waiting in the wings with a lesbian girl. You're waiting in the wings with whoever. Like everybody's trying, here, and you're all trying to figure yourselves out the same yeah. way. Like you know, you all have a common goal, which is yeah. to become a better comic and get up. So it, and then it also introduces you to their lives and right. perspectives and where they come from and what their lives are about as opposed and it really opens you up. You know, some of my best friends I never thought would, you know, I would never think I'd have a good friend that's a black dude, you know, and never even think about it because I, I just still don't I, believe it. <laughs> well, I didn't say like top five, you know, come on, slow it down. But are you uh, friends with Reggie Smith? <laughs> Did I Reggie mention we Smith. had lunch? Did I mention I introduced him to Indian food? I bet I can guess what you have for, oh, it wasn't Indian food? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, way to break that flow. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm it was there wasn't a flow, but um, but yeah, but comedy to me has always been that's what I've liked about it the most. Yeah, is, I think is it opens you up to different people. Not to minimize what what uh, soldiers go through, but it's like sure. I, I think you when you're in a situation that is a hostile environment where yeah. you have to formulate alliances and friendships, and you have to depend on people, sure. and you have to work. I think uh, you tend to not view a person as a, a specific race or a specific gender or a specific yeah. uh, height, weight, you know, whatever. Well, You're just like... Let's this. talk about that. I, uh, you know, I've done a lot of the USO shows and stuff, and I know you recently 
just uh, yeah. got back from Afghanistan. Did, yeah. And uh, that's, you know, that's great. You know, that's definitely, I feel like that's was one of your goals. Like you wanted yeah. to do that. Yeah, something you know, I wanted to Something do. that you really wanted to put out there and it, you got it and that's cool. And um, how did you feel, you know, I felt like the shows were all over the place with, oh, with yeah. different tours in Iraq and different places. And I felt like sometimes it would be like, a, a beautiful theater, and then oh, sometimes yeah. it would be just six guys in a cafeteria, yeah, with machine guns, yeah, so, yeah. How <laughs> who automatically look like a hostile audience, <laughs> like you're, you're the like, name of your new but, podcast, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, hostile audience. Um, so how were it? How was how was, was that good. experience? I definitely want to credit you, as I, I think your listeners should know that I went and uh, got my last will and testament <laughs> filled out before I left, just because having talked to you you're like you know it's you're in a war zone you know <laughs> everybody else was like oh it'll be safe and i was telling myself oh it'll be safe and you're like well you are in a war zone and they yeah. shoot at people yeah. and i'm like our, oh you know what i'm gonna go do this our helicopter got shot at so yeah it's like it's so, crazy yeah absolutely so i uh, i did go do my last will and testament didn't tell my girlfriend till i got back hilarious uh, i didn't need her worried about that but yeah. uh filled it out with the lawyer friend of mine he helped me out got me a note of republic and everything wow. so that's um, that's crazy that that's like you know that any comic would have to worry about that. Yeah, I know yeah. it was such a last <laughs> like a minute gig. Thing. You're gonna go do. You got to worry about that. Yeah, I that's did it. that, and I picked up a new hat at Uniqlo in the same like it was just a thing. It was like on my to do list one day. Fill out last will and testament. Um, so and get, a, and get a Uniqlo hat and get a Uniqlo hat. What's it's that? A, it's a place they have these stocking caps. It's <laughs> oh stocking. Yeah, it's Uniqlo okay. is the the. Company. We're not going to need that in Afghanistan, right? I used it in Afghanistan. I had it. Yeah. Oh, it was cold out it there. It was really cold. Oh, it yeah. was okay. Yeah, it, it was actually the same temperature it was here. It was freezing oh, there. It's like temp- but okay. then in Dubai, which is like two hours away, it yeah. was so hot. Yeah. Well, tell so me about the shows. Like how but the, the shows, shows? The shows did. They ranged. We had one show at a base where we constantly had to have all our military gear on, all our flak jackets and helmets because there was that much of a threat of incoming fire. Yeah. Um, and they took us on a bus from one part of the base to the other part of the base. And when we got there, we were performing in this cavernous, um, defect facility, mess hall, basically, yeah. uh, cafeteria. And it was almost empty. There were like 12 people. They all had machine guns. None of them wanted to smile. Yeah. Uh, and we're just all just busting it, trying to trying to make <laughs> them laugh. And we're just doing everything. It's yeah. just like you know. I mean, it's like you're you're just flying your limbs. You're like, whatever. What can I do? Act like a chicken. You know, <laughs> like you're you know in your head, yeah. you're like, I just want because there's a level of if these guys don't enjoy it, then I've failed my country on some level. <laughs> like there's a level of that yeah. where you feel a greater responsibility. You can't just look and go, well, you know, that audience member's an idiot. You're like, no, that audience member's yeah. protecting your freedom. So there's a yeah. level of that 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 was harder for me, sure. you know, than if it didn't go well at a normal show. Sure. Um, and the fact is, in comedy, you're going to encounter places that doesn't go well. It's occasionally, that's no matter how good you are, <laughs> there's going to be people who are just. Oh yeah, I mean, I had some amazing experiences, and then I, I remember I did one show in Iraq, and it was like outside in a huge place with a bunch of people, and it was like. No mic, really. And it yeah, was, that's what. This and it was, was on a stage, and like I mean, it was like you yeah. know, hundreds of people. It wasn't and like a. And yeah. I, it was like I could even walk because I did one without a mic in a cafeteria, and I just walked from table to table. Okay, but this was like 
you know, and it, it just literally couldn't hear me because I'm just not a big loud guy. I can't talk from my diaphragm. I don't even know how to do that. And yeah. it was just like, oh, it was the worst. Well, that's this couldn't cafeteria that we played. This was easily the worst show that we had, and it cafeteria. was. And not only was it cavernous, and they had no mic, but they also were doing something like there was work going on outside <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. So there's this roar that you had to go over, and it was just, it was just horrible sound wise. And the guys <laughs> just looked like they didn't like it. And as we're on the bus back to the chopper to go to the next base, the guy said, look, just so you guys know, they lost somebody recently. Mm -hmm. And it was, and he said, they needed this. And yeah. he said, I know you guys feel like you didn't do it. You know, it didn't go as well as you wanted it to go. He said, but believe me, they appreciate this. And it yeah. was, and so you even feel like this greater weight on you. But like sure. the first show we did there was in an outdoor facility. They had a mic. Yeah. They had snipers on the buildings on either side of us, wow. which was a weird thing. You're looking over, you're like, well, I hope you... I mean, it is a responsibility. You might be the last comic they see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like... I mean, that's the crazy yeah. thing. And and when somebody comes up to you and says, this is the best thing that's happened to me since I've been here, Yeah, that's the greatest. And maybe the greatest moment I had sure. when I was there was we did this big, huge mess hall and again it was it was a breakfast show yeah. that's the other thing the one show that went poorly was a lunch show wow uh this was a breakfast show it was like in the 10 o'clock range so people were finishing up breakfast there's a it's a big facility and then right down the center of the facility is all the uh like equipment and carts and everything so it's basically split in half okay and there's 25 people on the right side of it yeah. and there's 12 people at this table on the left side okay. and then right in front of me are all these afghani workers okay uh who had finished their shift <laughs> known and were for eating. their love of comedy yeah <laughs> they were eating their breakfast i mean they were right by the yeah. stage everybody else was several rows back hilarious and they were all at tables so so they had to like turn the chairs it wasn't like it was all chairs just facing you yeah so they're eating their breakfast right there i don't even know if they understand me but you know you're yeah. up there you get it i'm right next to a salad bar there's yeah. a microwave sign over my head but they they did have a mic, nice. um, and so I'm Mike's performing. Huge. Yeah, mic's huge, <laughs> and so but I'm performing, and you can't perform to the whole room at once. You can perform to the right side, yeah. or the left side, because remember, there's this huge dividing element right in the center where they can't even see each other. Hilarious. Um, so I'm I do it, and it goes okay. You know, they yeah. laughed. None of them were gregarious laughers, but that you could see them laughing and smiling and having fun. Yeah. So I'm like, good. I did my job. You know, it was work, but I did my job. But after that, I had been like the second guy up. I went to get a piece of fruit off this table that was over in the corner. And as I go to get the fruit, the Afghani guys in the middle of my set had gotten up and gone back to clean the kitchen. So yeah. it looked like they walked out of my set. Yeah. <laughs> but they went off to clean the kitchen. You've had that man. before. So yeah, you're used yeah. to it. So I'm just like, well, <laughs> Afghanis hate me. I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> but I go in there. It's like I, late night. I go to get. Yeah, it's yeah. You're like people are gonna leave. Yeah, it's, this it's, is gonna happen. It's either late night or breakfast. Any of those shows, people are gonna Afghani's leave. Afghani's eating yeah. breakfast. Yes. Afghani's. Woo, those guys walk out. Of so many shows, especially when there's pastry involved. Yeah, I'm more concerned when they walk in. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. That's when it's more of a concern. It was. But these guys, as I'm walking over to get the piece of fruit, this this worker stops me, and he goes, he goes. I am stupid. I asked my friend, am I stupid? He says, yes, you're stupid. And I said, and he's, he's a good friend, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. The guy repeated my joke to me. Oh. I had done this joke about 
people being stupid and the people oh. who are your best friends are the people who know you're stupid and like you anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's sort of the crux of the joke, but <laughs> yeah, it's not. that's not the joke. That's just I'm going to steal it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but the guy- and you won't do anything. The guy yeah. repeated, yeah, clearly. I'm like, well, it must have been a bad joke. So uh, there's another one of my adopted jokes. Uh, I'm glad I got adopted. Um <laughs> but this guy, when he said, that, I was like, so I was so touched that this guy not only did That's he great. hear me and understand me, but he thought it connected with him, like yeah. in a very real way. And I was like, sure, this is insane. You yeah. forget, yeah, you have no idea. Like, well, I mean, yeah, there's basics, you know, as long yeah. as they understand the English, right? And you talk pretty slow, so I do. Could, yeah, could, I am definitely, a, I am definitely a digestible speed. It helps. Yeah, <laughs> Where a lot of times I'm. I'm they're like, what yeah. the fuck do you say? Oh, I'm the opposite. <laughs> People are like, could he get to it? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's great. You know, I think it's uh, it's funny, too. It's like, out of all the things you do, it's like, I'm sure that's the stuff that, like, you know, back home, they're all like, well, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Like, uh, you know, they get more, they're probably more excited about that than Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, stuff like that, really. Well, I did you know. the first the first two big things that I did, I say big as far as production wise, yeah. is I was an extra on Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. And I was in a Budweiser commercial. I was starred in a Budweiser commercial. Okay. A Budweiser commercial made me tons of money, flew me to Prague. Yeah. It was amazing. The orange or the orange the uh, Sweet Home Alabama extra. I had to work all night. I was in a room full of people. Half of them might have been homeless they might have been actors but they might have you know it was just this i got paid 60 bucks (laughs) for the night uh but i was in sweet home alabama and and before i got anything else my everybody in my family had bought the dvd of sweet home (laughs) alabama so they could see the two seconds i was on screen (laughs) as a member of an entire reporting crew it was ridiculous and I told my mom, I said, I, I, look, I might be in this. I might not be in it. I'm an extra. So, I, yeah. so But anyway, all of my family went and <laughs> saw it the day it opened for that reason. <laughs> I tell my mom I'm in a Budweiser commercial, which was amazing. They were flying me to a different country. They were paying me tons yeah, of money. Yeah, it's beer, though. It's insane. <laughs> and, yeah, and my mom goes, oh, I'm sorry. It's got to be beer. Yeah, and I'm like, right. really, <laughs> mom? Come on. Come on. Those Christian ways. It is. Yeah. It's so weird what <laughs> people value beer. in your career. Did you uh, did you do tons of extra work? I did a little bit. I got yeah. so sick of it. Actually, the the Sweet Home Alabama thing was one of the last straws. I was like, this yeah. is not worth it at all. I did um, Oz. They uh, I did a couple episodes of Oz. Okay. And that was funny because they would literally pick us up in a, at a bus, like, yeah. a, like a like a white school bus, and then they would literally drive us to a prison. Yeah, I was and about to say. It, I, and it was just like, I mean, you felt like you were through the gates and the thing, and you like you were, you know, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool. I did an uh, I did a scene the last the last episode of Oz where he gets shanked the yeah. the warden. Yeah. I'm over his body, and you just see my face and all this stuff. And I was holding on to that credit for a long time. Really, that's hilarious. <laughs> it is my. I always get weird when comics like use like uh, you know. My whole thing is like if you spoke, you can use it. Yeah. If you didn't speak Absolutely. on it, you can't use it. 
That's yeah. just my that's just my rule. No, I you think know, that's true. It's like if you said yeah. something, right. it could be just a second. I mean, yeah. I did a little thing on the show to uh, HBO, thing, but it's like it, I still spoke. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you if you don't speak though, I feel like you can't use it. You can't credit. use it as a credit because right now anybody with any facility for you don't even have to be an actor. Yeah. Anybody who wants to can get on a major movie yeah. in New York City. Yeah. You, you gotta, can as an gotta extra. Got to talk. But, but, <laughs> yeah, but they're hurting you yeah. around. I mean, you are literally, they're just like, we need you to, you're basically a human set dressing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they're like. We need you to be here. We need you to not do anything yeah. that draws any attention to you. you are, blah, blah, blah. We yeah, want, you're yeah. being a coffee shop right now. Right. That's what you're doing. Right. And like, yeah. Um, but uh, it is amazing, you know, comics feel... I feel like there's a thing within comics that happens a lot where we... we I, see, I see it happen with a lot of young comics. One last night was talking to me. I walked in a club and I was like, hey, what's up? And, and you know, and one guy didn't say hi to you right away because I was, you know, like when you first get into a club, you're taking yeah. your jackets off, yeah. you're trying to get settled. And he was like, oh, if I had credits, you'd talk to me. And I was like, looked at him really? and I said... And I said I said, dude. I said, I go. Credits don't even matter. I said, just write a TV show. Like, <laughs> don't don't worry. I mean, that's that's the you know. I and it was just like, but you could tell he was just like he felt like he was less than because he didn't have right. credits or something. And I feel like a lot of comics. That's why they do say, oh, I was I was on Gotham and yeah. like, dude, you were you know in the background or whatever. And not that that isn't you know still cool that you're doing extra right. work, but right. don't. I mean, it has nothing to do with with making us respect you. Well, I think, I think too, people forget that it doesn't really add anything to your credibility. It, for, first of all, it doesn't add anything to your credibility for people within comedy. Yeah. Unless you've, does nothing. To unless your you've been on like a late night show, Conan sure. or doing Fowl. your standup. Yeah. Doing your standup, if which is different. If you've done your standup on one of those shows, that gives you a credibility with yeah. the comedy world. But if you've just been on a show, Nobody cares. I had a ton of credits before I was even able to to be a marketable comic, I felt like. Yeah, and even, like, unless it's, yeah, I mean, so it's like if it's a comedy, then kind of I guess you can yeah. use it. But even then, it's like, you know, my whole thing is just like it should be a stand-up credit. That's just, that's just yeah. my opinion. Because no, this is what we're doing. Yeah, so I'll, just, tell, I'll tell people to bring me up. I'll say, look, you make up something if you want. I mean, I will say this, that Orange is the New Black. That's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. And so it, the, it's I, works. I have 30 Rock and Orange is the New Black, which are both legitimate yeah. and you, credits. And you had real lines. And I had real lines, and I had scenes so, and stuff. Yeah. But what's funny is 30 Rock... Nobody cared. Nobody ever cared. Nobody, I mean, and rightfully so. They didn't have to. I, yeah. There's no obligation to care. Um, I cared. But audiences <laughs> didn't. Audiences didn't care. Somebody say, hey, oh, he's been on 30 Rock. And people are like, mm, yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you right now, Orange is New Black, I get every show that I do that somebody uses those credits, people will talk to me about, they're like, what'd oh. you do on that show? And I'm yeah. like, wow. And every once in a while, you go up and you'll hear an audience go, Oh, <laughs> like that viscerally, yeah. you know. Well, that's right. the power of uh, like uh, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really, it's the, it's an interesting credit. Now it's you know with the uh, you know the crashing thing. It's like it's HBO, and so that you know I feel like it's equivalent of Netflix. But yeah, it, I feel yeah. people, you know, it's they they just it's weird, man. With the audience, sometimes they do like to connect you with something that's going on. You know, that's yeah. a big deal or whatever. But far as comics, it's like I feel. We just got to get funnier. 
Yeah. We I mean, just got to like. If you're not funny, you got. And be original. Yeah. That's yeah. important. <laughs> Don't be lifting stuff at mics and uh, <laughs> pretending it's yours and then do a freaking showcase with my boy and behind you. <laughs> And he's got to follow his joke. Oh, that's, that's the worst. I, I, when, I when I heard the so joke, bad. I was, I was, <laughs> I was just disappointed. I was yeah. like, because ah, he's a solid comic. Yeah. What What would you, if you could talk back to? Because that's what's funny about you is you started a little bit later, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but what would you, would you kind of tell yourself starting out that might do a little bit differently this next time around if you had started comedy? If I did it differently, yeah. I would say hang out more because when okay. i first started instead yeah. of going to mics where i could do more time mm-hmm. i would i would i mean i would only go to mics where i could do more time yeah uh because i was all to me it was all about stage time and writing and i wrote extremely well i wrote every day i wrote constantly i worked on new jokes all the time all that stuff was great but what i didn't do was go to a bunch of different open mics and meet a bunch of different people because the connections yeah that i didn't make there turned out that the people I did connect with and people I hung out with all quit comedy <laughs> so like my entire yeah. crew is out of comedy <laughs> yeah you gotta like, be careful in the beginning and now I'm a nomad of yeah. sorts because I just have yeah. to, and I know a yeah. bunch of comics and I have a good relationship with a bunch of comics but none of them are like we started together we're you know we're a crew we're yeah. you know we, so I don't have the camaraderie that I wish I did with some comics yeah. just simply because I chose to do it all about, all about being on stage and the and the quality of the stuff on stage, which is a part of it. But part of it's relationships and part of it's, you know, working yeah. with people. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, I think. I mean, I think you've, you know, you've upped your club hanging out and yes. friends at yeah, the clubs, definitely. which in the end, that's ultimately what's best anyway. Yeah, you I know? mean, it, I it's definitely like, am, am doing better in the clubs, but I don't get invited to that many indie shows. And every time I go on an indie show, I do really well on an indie show because, like, like I say, some yeah. of my stuff, I can tweak my stuff slightly to fit yeah. any crowd. Um, yeah, I mean, but... But it's, but it's a weird thing that uh, I think that opportunities would have been more available conceivably for you know, writing gigs and things yeah. like that because I, uh, you know, uh, but you know, I I I like what comedy's done for me and it's doing for me. Yeah, well, we like you, Jason Solomon. I really appreciate that. Dustin. <laughs> this was a great Jacob. accidental podcast. <laughs> 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 I thought we nailed it. It yeah, was uh, impromptu. We got through there. Uh, you want to plug anything? What do you got? Your podcast? What's going on? Uh, yeah. Well, um, well, my podcast is in the uh, in the infancy stages but i got two okay. podcasts going uh one called go to health which is oh, uh with my personal what a good name it's my personal trainer girlfriend and nice. me talking about health stuff cool uh, and uh the other one is you're a former called, trainer yourself correct i am yes yeah. yeah so uh so i do have a background that's how we met we met nice. at the gym where we worked together <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this guy doesn't look like a trainer at all. <laughs> she's like, that's attractive to me because I think trainers are douchebags. That's funny. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I'm going to take what I can get. <laughs> um, uh, but she's great. Uh, she keeps me alive. Go to health. Like, How, you need to trademark that, bro. Huh? I know. Yeah, we're immediately. We're gonna, we're that's gonna. really good. Uh, like, but I'm, we, I'm going to if you. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's money in that. But we're we're about <laughs> to start that up, and we're uh, and I'm also uh, doing mansplained. 
the podcast. Ooh. Yeah. So Very controversial little, uh, phrase. Controversial phrase. But, floating uh, around. Uh, but I, yeah, well, cool. it's about looking at stuff, you know, right. and trying to figure it out. Like, Get your Twitter and like all that dude. stuff. What I'm at uh, at Jason T. Salmon on Twitter, and uh, like a bad marketer, I'm at at J Salmon Comedy <laughs> uh, on Instagram, and uh, my YouTube is Jason Salmon. Salmon, yeah, Salmon. I got a bunch of videos and stuff, and a bunch of. I do have cowboy videos, though. I do wear the cowboy hat. But that's that's okay. only a we've, specific we've discussed character. this. We've that's discussed, only, dude. I, we've got, we've discussed. We this. have. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and trust me, it's been discussed. It uh, can't yes. be on a, com- a yes. comedy club website. That's yes. for sure. I tell them not. <laughs> that's what. That's the only time I was like, whoa, whoa, hey, come on. Whoa, <laughs> and I didn't we can't know they put it up. You know what's yeah. funny is I didn't even see it until you <laughs> saw it. Yeah. And you're like, they did this. I'm like, dude, they pulled that off the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It pissed me off. I was like, come on. What are we talking about? We got it off. That won't, that won't happen again. I, I own the rights to the cowboy hat he and does. the Manhattan comedy He's scene. got the Manhattan yeah. cowboy hat. Yeah. All right. Me and the up. naked cowboy. We got this summer <laughs> lockdown. Well, thanks you for listening to I'll Leave You With This. Uh, I'm Dustin Chafin. Thank you, our special guest, Jason Solomon. Thanks and uh, thank you, buddy. This worked out well. All right, buddy. I'll see you soon. Rock and All roll. Right. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.